Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Ocean View Podcast. No matter where you're at in our country or around the world, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Now sit back and enjoy this week's message. Good morning, everybody. My name is Terry. I'm one of the pastors here. And if you are just joining us this week, we are in the middle of a message series entitled Six Things That Every Family Needs. And we've been unpacking the last couple of weeks um, some of those things. And we started off by saying when a child is born, by the time that they leave home and begin their journey on their own, there are 936 weeks. And we represented that with these marbles over here. And what we said is if there were 936 marbles, that as parents, as grandparents, if we treasured each week and each week represented one of those marbles, what are we doing with each of those marbles? In essence, when we know how much time we have left, we tend to get serious about the time we have now. And so we said that time matters, and that was the first thing. We said last week, we, we had a long message, and it was love and words, that love over time and words over time matter in the life of kids and grandkids and our family members to make sure that they know that there is value. And today is, is a fun message, because today we're talking about fun. Because today, we're going to realize that fun matters. Isn't it true if you were like me, you grew up in a church where um, I grew up in, in a Catholic church, and I remember when I would go, um, my idea of worship was I would go in, I would sit, I'd keep my hands to myself, I don't utter a word, I make sure I do exactly what the priest or the nuns say, and if I didn't, I usually got a swat with a ruler on my knuckles. How many of you experienced that growing up? Maybe it was just me. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for the participation. But it began, if you think about it, it began to give us an outlook on church. That church, when you go to church and when you worship together, you are reverent, which we should be, right? We should fear God, which we absolutely should. But I would say to you, if that's all we do in church, and if that's our vision of God and vision of what church is supposed to be like, we have a very poor view of what church is. In fact, I would say I think God grieves at times when he looks at our Anglo mentality when it comes to worship. Because when he looks at us, he realizes you're not following so many of the commands that I've given you over time. Because fun matters. I know right off the bat, some of you who grew up in church are like, nope, 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 not listening. I can't wait till this message is over. I have been doing this. I've been sitting in the same seat for the past 30 years. This is what church is all about. I'm looking, see, I see some of you, and I see you every week. You're in the same, we're creatures of habit. But I would tell you this, that God actually wants us to have fun. And I'm gonna prove it to you. Let me teach you what the psalmist says about fun. Take a look at this. The psalmist once said, but let the godly rejoice. Let them be glad in God's presence. Let them be filled with joy. One of the ways in which I saw this, we travel to Israel every year, year and a half, and that next year we'll be going again. But my last trip to Israel, I brought the group and we went to the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall on Shabbat, which is Sabbath. And I remember the tour guide saying, you, we need to get there before sunset. We need to get there before sunset because something spectacular happens. And I remember leading the group and walking there. And we get to this wall. And by the way, the reason why the Western Wall is significant, there's a Southern Wall, but no one's hanging out there. Why the Western Wall? It's because right above on the Temple Mount is the place where the Temple of God used to stand. It's where God's presence actually was. And so the Jewish people, each and every week, they come down to the Western Wall and they look up to where God's presence used to be. And 
and they raise hands and they pray and they shout. And on Shabbat, on Sabbath, here's what happens. We run all the way through the streets of Jerusalem. We get to this place. I've got my whole group there. And we're seeing people praying and we're seeing people just talking, but I'm like, this is, this is it? I mean, this reminds me of church. And then all of a sudden, we look over and at the rabbinical school, we see the different classes of the different students. And then we see children. Then we see adults. And all of a sudden, we hear tambourines in the air. And all of a sudden, we see dancing. We see singing. And they all start dancing and singing all the way down to the Western Wall. And the men and the women all form circles. And they start dancing and singing and dancing with one another, shouting hallelujah, shouting rejoicing. And that's what the psalmist was talking about, is when you're a believer in the God of the universe, you should rejoice because he is on the throne. And you should have that kind of joy when you come to worship me. We take a look in Leviticus 23, 41, and it says this, celebrate this as a festival to the Lord for seven days each year. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. Celebrate it in the seventh month. Oh, notice God says, this is an ordinance for you. This is what is expected. This is called the festival of the harvest. This festival reminds the people of God, hey, God provides. And I love that God says, you know, my people, my followers, you know how I want you to remember this? I want you to celebrate. I want you to throw a party. I want you to have fun. So every time you think of me and do I provide, I not only want you to remember my provisions, but I want you to have fun about it and rejoice. In Proverbs 17, 22, it says this, a cheerful heart is good medicine. And do you know what the writer was meaning? It means this, don't be a sourpuss. And I mean that some of us, we grow up in church and we think what church is is about always being stoic and being a sourpuss and walking the halls. How you doing? How you doing? Great. How long is this going to be? Is he going to shut up after a while? Come on, let's go. We got a football game to get to. And we think that's what church is and we think that's what worship is. And we see the writer of Proverbs say, no, 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 no. A cheerful heart is good medicine for the soul. It reminds you that he is on the throne. In Galatians, we see and we know this, the fruit of the Spirit, and the fruits of the Spirit are this, the first two, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and what? Joy. And I love this, if you're the wiser generation, this is a real challenge for us. And the writer of Ecclesiastes, he says this, he says, when people live to be very old, let them rejoice in every day of their life. Do you know what the writer was saying is? Is that we have a tendency when we get responsibilities poured upon us, that we lose the fun drive that God has given us. We tend to look and see, well, my time is not much left. I've wasted a lot of time here. And we start to become curmudgeons. And we start thinking, well, having fun or doing foolish things is for the younger generation. It's not for us who are wiser. No. I think God looks at all of us and says, where's your fun? Where are you going to let loose? If your kids don't see you having fun, they won't learn what it means to have fun. And so some of us need to remember to access the fun drive. God wanted us to stop in the middle of our days and to enjoy him and what he has made. Simply put, if we played, laughed, danced, and smiled a little bit more at church and at home, kids and teenagers might grow up with a healthier perspective of their family and their church. 
We have a generation of kids growing up and when they leave, they don't go back to church. And I guarantee you part of the reason why is, is because they look at church and they go, man, I gotta behave, I gotta do, you know, list of don't, don'ts, I've gotta make sure that I watch my P's and Q's, I can't be a kid, and so man, I don't wanna go back to that place because I gotta act all stoic and adult-like. Could you imagine if we just told kids, you know what, it's okay to have fun and laugh in church. It's okay to have fun in the hallways and not be embarrassed. To illustrate this, because I'm a practical person, I've got some volunteers that are gonna have fun with us today. So I'd like to invite my volunteers if they could join me up here. How about a round of applause for all of our volunteers? All right, here we go. This is a timed message. I got about 29 minutes, so if you could just put a move on, hurry up, let's go. We're gonna have fun, let's go. Come on over, 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 keep coming, keep coming. Yes, Casey, right in the middle. Yes, are you loving it? All the attention, it's wonderful. Like Rob, a good husband is gonna come and save you now. Rob, if you could pass both, each take one card and one pen. And this is Adriana, this is Elizabeth, this is Jenny, this is Casey, and this is Rob. How about one more round of applause for all of them? And here's what we're gonna do. You at home, you in the balcony, you on the floor, we can have a little bit of fun in church. It's okay, I promise. Some of you are sweating right now. If some of you need to give CPR to someone who's about to pass out, it's okay. We've got the artificial defibrillator and whatever you call it in the back. We've got the host standing by. We're gonna have fun in church. I promise it's okay. We're gonna play a sound effect game. And here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna play a sound effect. They're gonna listen to the sound effect. Whatever they think that sound effect is, they're gonna write on the card and then they're gonna give their answer. The winner of this game receives a $5 gift card to Duncan, okay? $5 gift card to Duncan. Yes, it's okay. All right, right now the person next to you doesn't like to have fun. It's now they're paying for fun. Yes, it's okay. I promise it's all right. So here we go. Is everybody ready? You're going to listen to the sound effect. First sound effect, please. Where's the beat? I don't think there's anybody back there. Let's play it one more time. Where's the beat? I don't think there's anybody back there. We'll give it one more time. I see confused looks. Go for it. I don't think there's anybody back there. All right. Now, do not give the answer away in this audience. No cheating. We're going to go to Adriana. Adriana, let me look at what you wrote down in your card. It's blank. It's blank. No, this is not how you play the game. You have to write something on the card. Don't you realize we want to make fun of your answers? That's why we're doing this. So write something now. We'll come back. Jenny, what did you write? Donald Duck. That's, that's interesting. Donald Duck. Okay. Casey, what did you write? You wrote a question mark. Again, that's not how we play this game. We need to make fun of you. That's how we make this game. So you got to write down whatever it is. No clue. I like that. I appreciate that. You wrote that down. Elizabeth, do you have something? No. No, you don't either. All right. You wrote something more? You wrote two answers? I wrote, no, I didn't, write, I didn't write anything. The first oh, okay. Okay. That's all right. All right. So, for those of you who that grew up in the 80s, you know this is a very famous commercial from a restaurant chain that still exists today, and that restaurant chain is called what? Wendy's. Wendy's. Play it one more time for us, if you could. Where's the beef? Where's the beef from Wendy's? Yes, yes, now, yes, now you're getting this game. All right, we're going to go to the second sound effect. Here we go. All right, there's your first one. We'll give you one more time to hear this clue. Go for it. What do you think it is? Now you have to write something. Write something. I hear a lot of whispering in here. All right, Jenny, you're the first. You're an A student. Let's see what you had. Money counter. That's interesting. Okay, we know where you're about. That's all they ever talk about in church, so we understand that. Okay, money counter. Rob, what do you have? 
Typewriter, okay. Cash register, okay. A paper maker, a paper maker, okay. Paper cutter, okay. And the answer is typewriter. Congratulations, Rob. Rob has one point. All right. We're going to go to sound number three. Here we go. I love this sound. Everyone in the room is like, huh? Let's do it one more time. Go for it. This is a difficult one. I will say you will have this in your kitchen back in the day. Play it one more time. All right, write your best answer. Best answer. And I love, I, I noticed, Rob, that Casey cheats. I saw, she keeps looking at your card. I saw it. I saw it. And Rob's like holding it. I know. I just watch it. All right. Adriana, you got one? Go for it. You heard what she said and it gave you an idea. Wow, we got a lot of cheating on this stage. I said you can have fun in church. I didn't say you cheat in church. I mean, sinning is a bad thing. All right, what did, what did you say? Garbage disposal. Garbage disposal? That's what she said. She stole her answer. That's just wrong. I will give you the credit if it's right. By the way, it's not right. But okay, Jenny, go ahead. A flower sifter. That's not bad. I like that. A trash compactor. Coffee maker is close. What's the answer? It's a percolator. A percolator. Some of them are like, I don't even know what that is. A percolator. Yes, yes. All right. All right, let's go to the fourth sound. Here we go. Let's play it one more time. All right, this is an actual easy one. Some of you are remembering your days in the mall being dropped off in a special room and told that we'll be back in two hours. (laughs) Today we call that child abuse and neglect, but back then it was fun. (laughs) All right, Adriana, do you have an answer? It's not Pac-Man, but it's like in that realm. It's close, not Pac-Man, it's close. In that realm, I like that, absolutely, Elizabeth. Skip you. Okay, Jenny. Video game? Close. Okay. Arcade game? Nintendo. Casey says pinball machine, and pinball machine is correct. All right. So here's what we're going to do. This is the battle of the family. This is Casey and Rob. This is bragging rights. We're going to go to a fifth sound. Whoever gets this sound wins the game and has bragging rights all night long. You never knew that it could be this much fun in church. Here we go. Ready? Fifth sound. Go. All right. Let's start over here. Did you write anything? You know what it is. What is it? What is it? Super Mario. Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario brother is correct. And so since they both come from the same household, they get the $5 Dunkin' gift card. How about a round of applause for all of our volunteers? Thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you. It's good to have fun. It's good to have fun. And could you imagine if from time to time as a church, or now we're going to shift it a little bit, could you imagine as a family, 
Could you imagine if we scheduled fun? Could you imagine maybe our outlook on church, our outlook on life, our outlook in our family? Maybe it changes. But I would tell you this, that it really is important to have fun. However, it's really important when you have fun over time. And when you learn to schedule fun, something amazing happens. Fun over time actually convinces your family that you like them. When you have fun with your family, it tells your family something about you. Because your family might know you love them, but do they feel like you love them? Your family might never be sure you like them until you start having fun with them. You see, I think many times what we do is, and I'm guilty of it too, as parents in this room or as grandparents, especially as Christians, lean in. This is those moments where you lean in. As Christian parents, what we do is, is we set guardrails around our kids. There's a lot that is offered in the world that we don't want our children, our students, our teenager, even our adult kids, we don't want them making mistakes and falling into things that those of us that have won before them, we've seen those things. And so what ends up happening is, is that we live life and we react to what our children do. And all of a sudden our children said, hey mom, I did this. No, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Or we see our kids, no, 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 no. don't do that, don't do that, do that. And, and unintentionally, our life and our instructions, lean in, become a list of don'ts. And we all of a sudden become Christian parents that have a negative connotation in our homes because most of our language and most of our instructions are always negative influences with regards to what they should not do. And I would say this, that's not what God wanted us. God created us with a fun drive. God created us to show our kids that we can rejoice and be glad. God showed our kids that if you are going to be a follower of Jesus, it's the best place to be because you're going to be the most complete human being. You won't just be a stick in the mud sitting every week in church bored out of your mind. Instead, you're going to have joy and fun and you're going to show me everywhere. Don't allow your don't list to overshadow your do list. I tell parents all the time, and I'm guilty of it, I have to take my own medicine sometimes. How do we make sure that we don't become negative in our home? Is we catch the individuals doing something right, but more importantly, we schedule fun. I hear a lot of families say, we need to have more fun. Okay, when? Well, we're gonna start doing that. Okay, when? Well, maybe we'll look at next month. Okay, when? Because many of us, we just put fun at the end of the list and we never get to it. And so could you imagine a kid that grows up in a home where on Friday nights there is trivia night and we make sure that we go and everybody gets to pick a game and we go on Friday night and we see dad make a fool out of himself, mom make a fool out of himself, our guardians make fools out of himself. Could you imagine a family that grows up with a consistent rhythm over time of fun? Do you know what happens when we have that happen? Watch this. When you get an argument with your teenage daughter on Thursday night and you're not talking and you have game night already scheduled on Friday, whether they like it or not, then when you laugh and when you have joy, something happens. Fun reconnects what's been disconnected. Fun over time will reconnect that which has been disconnected. It's biblical. Long story short, you've heard of a guy named Saul. Saul was king, and God told him, Saul, all right, God, our heavenly father, told his son, Saul, here's what I want you to do. Saul disobeyed what God wanted, and he became disconnected from God. Father, son, he became disconnected. 
and all of a sudden, God's children became disconnected. And over a long period of time, bad things happened. And then there was a moment in history when a young lady by the name of Esther was put in a position where she had the same opportunity to be able to listen to what God wants and a guy by the name of Mordecai to listen to what their father wants. And so let me read you the story, if I could, of exactly what happens with regards to it when they, when they looked at God and when they followed what God wanted. Guys, do you have that scripture up there? I know we didn't go to it last screen. I'm looking. Yes, here it is. Mordecai recorded these events and he sent letters to all the Jews throughout the provinces of the king Xerxes near and far to have them celebrate, don't miss this, annually the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar as the time when the Jews got relief from their enemies and as the month when their sorrow was turned into joy and their mourning into a day of celebration. He wrote them to observe the days as days of feasting and joy and giving presents to, of food to one another and gifts to the poor. What ended up happening is, is Mordecai and Esther followed what God wanted. They did exactly what he said. And what God said was, because you have listened, I want you now every year to make sure we don't become disconnected again. Don't miss this. God said to his people, every year I want you to have fun. Schedule it. And over time, it'll keep us connected. The festival that God wanted them to do was called Purim. And do you know that Purim today is celebrated in Israel every year? And it's a reminder to stay connected with God the Father and to listen to him and that he is faithful. Do you realize that our Heavenly Father said, you wanna know one of the best ways to stay connected to me? Have fun, have fun. Having fun with God or having fun with your family breaks down walls. Having fun with your family can repair damage in the relationship. If you've got a son, a daughter, a spouse, don't look to the left or right, that you don't like very much right now, maybe the quickest way for you to be able to reconnect is to have fun together. Therapists will tell you this. Playfulness is actually an effective way to deal with tantrums, anxiety, sibling rivalry, and even rebellious teen behavior. When something has broken your relationship with a child, fun can become a bridge to rebuild your trust with each other. Many years ago, when I was at First Baptist Church of Fort Lauderdale, there was a family, the Atkins family. And the last year that I was there, this is a mom and a dad of four children and a fifth on the way. And the day before mom went to deliver their fifth child, she asked me to pray for them and, and I promised that I would. And so the next day came and she went to be induced to be able to have their fifth child. They had four girls, by the way. And all of a sudden I, I texted, how are things going? And they said, um, things are going well. The baby was just delivered and, and it's awesome. And I said, great, I'll try and come by in just a second. I then about five minutes later got a text and said, Pastor Terry, please come. I showed up at the hospital not knowing what had happened and the only person I found out that Christina was in ICU and I went up to ICU and, and she was there and I walked in and she was awake and I, I walked in the room. I said, Christina, are you okay? And she broke down in tears. And I said, what happened? And I said, is the baby okay? And she says, yes, the baby is fine. And I said, well, then what happened? And she says, Pastor Terry, I, I passed out on the table. I was hemorrhaging and, and I almost died. And it was one of those moments of clarity of just realizing that life is but a breath. 
I left the hospital after spending some moments with her and just celebrating with her, and I left, and I got a phone call 15 minutes later. Pastor Terry, please come. Christina just slipped into a coma. I could tell you the horrific hours 24-7 of being at the hospital for seven days with this family, telling children that mom is probably not going to make it. Christina passed away, leaving a dad with five beautiful girls. And I remember being in the hospital room that day with him and just me and him and him on his knees and screaming. And, and he looked at me and I'll never forget it. He said, Pastor Terry, what am I going to do? There are no words. Single dad, five girls, they all just lost mom. Fast forward, our church did an amazing job gathering around that family, loving on that family, and really helping that family through the first few months. And Memorial Day came up, and, and as you can imagine, Jeremy didn't have much joy, right? It's hard to tell someone, hey, have a little bit of fun when your world has been turned upside down. And so Jeremy, I invited Jeremy and his family over to our house, to our condo community, to be at the pool and to celebrate Memorial Day. And I said, just why don't you come over? We, we were a safe place. We know what he's going through, and, and we're just going to sit, and we're just going to try and have fun. And I told Jeremy, I was like, look, we need to allow the kids to, to have a little bit of fun. They need to be kids. And so well, why don't we have a water balloon fight? And he says, oh, that sounds great. The kids will love that. By the way, I'm going to make an edict right now. For the younger generation now that grows up and you go to Target and they have that one little spigot with 100 water balloons at the end, you are not allowed to use that. You must suffer like all of us parents and do one by one and tie every water balloon off till your fingers are numb. Thus saith the Lord. I'm just saying. So I digress. We put about 150 water balloons in a big bucket. Jeremy and I tied every single one and we brought the bucket out in the yard and we looked at the kids and we said, and they were wanting to go to it. And we said, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so Jeremy and I backed off about a few feet and we said, all right, on the count of three, ready, one, two, three. And these kids came running in and they grabbed them. And we were caught off guard because apparently it's a lot more fun to throw water balloons at the big people than it is at one another. And these five little terror, I mean, wonderful children started chucking water balloons at Jeremy and I. I mean, we were just getting shrapnel everywhere and we're running, we were not, we were caught off guard. And we start running around and then we do, something happens is there's another drive that God gives, there's fun drive and then there's a competitive drive. And so we went ahead and by the way, do not throw a water balloon 90 miles an hour at a three-year-old, that's not good, I just wanna tell you. I rolled around the ground, she was okay after a little while. But anyway, um, so we ran back to the, and Jeremy and I are picking up water balloons and we're chucking and, and I remember standing back, I was soaking wet and I looked across the yard and Jeremy was standing there, and I saw a smile on his face for the first time in months. And he turned and he looked at me, and he knew what I was thinking. And he smiled, and he just nodded his head. And you know, I've coined the phrase, and I've said this over the country, sometimes you just need a water balloon fight. Sometimes you just need to have silly fun to reconnect what's been disconnected. And that was a healing day for Jeremy to realize I can have fun again. I can have joy again. Every day doesn't have to be a cloud. And sometimes we need to schedule fun. And do you know what that does? Fun over time fosters resilience. It tells you that you can make it. Having fun helps us keep fighting for a relationship even when it's difficult, even when it's difficult. 
I want to share one last thing. This is where I want you to lean in one more time. Because sometimes it's hard to have fun with your family right now. Sometimes it's hard to have fun with your spouse because you've been so disconnected and you're like, I get it, Terry, I get it. But if you'd be willing to just try it, if you'd be willing to just schedule it, if you'd be willing to just allow yourself to say, I know we've had a lot of water under the bridge, but you know what, let's go and just have fun. If you are able to do that, here's what it does. Fun over time will authenticate forgiveness. Fun over time will authenticate forgiveness. Do you wanna know why? Go try having fun with someone you don't like. You can't. If you're miserable and you are just, I don't like you, I don't wanna be around you, I don't, I don't care what we're doing, I'm miserable. But if you can have fun with someone that you are maybe having a disconnection with and it ignites a little bit of joy, it authenticates the point that, you know what, I love you. You know what? I know, I know it's there, and I know there's an elephant, and I know it's there, but you know what? I love you. And maybe that's why God wanted us to do this in the beginning. So we can authenticate forgiveness and allow that to affect our family. You can't fake it, because you know what? Your family are excellent fake detectors. They just are. I close with one of my favorite movies when it comes to fun. There's a movie that came out, I believe, in the 80s or 90s. It was called Hook with one of my favorite actors, Robin Williams. And Robin Williams is Peter Pan, and he's grown up, and he's forgotten what it's like to have fun. And he's got a family, but he's too busy for them. There's too much responsibility. He doesn't schedule fun. And his wife has one of the best dialogues in this movie that you're going to see. And she grabs him in a moment, and I want to read for you what she says. She says, your children love you. They want to play with you. How long do you think that lasts? Soon they might not even want you to come to their games. We have a few special years with our children when they're the ones that want us around. After that, you're going to be running after them for a bit of attention. It's so fast. It's a few years and it's over. And you're not being careful. And you're missing it. I think there's a lot of us as Christians that are missing it. I think there's a lot of us that do not place fun in the place where God wants us to in our lives. And for some of us today, we need the freedom to know that we need to start scheduling fun so that we can truly be the light of Christ and represent all that the Father wants for us. Because fun over time matters. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this message. And God, thank you for joy. God, forgive us for being so stuffy. Forgive us for forgetting that you created fun. You gave us joy. You gave us laughter. Why in the world would we absent that from church? Oh, God, forgive us. Forgive us when we take ourselves way too serious. So God, may we be serious about having fun. May we start scheduling as families having fun. May it start with me, Lord. And God, when we do, I want to thank you in advance for what you're going to do in connecting us once again. We tell you we love you today. And it's your precious name we pray.